Good morning and welcome. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. It is Christ who calls us to this time and place of worship. It is a great joy to begin this day, to begin this week with this time of worship with you. We especially are grateful for those who may be visiting our guests. You bless us in this time of worship. We pray this is a blessed time for us all as we gather to worship God together. We gather on a very special day in the church year. This is the day we remember all saints, remembering again our confession that we believe in the communion of saints, that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So you see before us on our bulletins, scripture appropriate to this day as there is the promise for us all of a new heaven and a new earth. We share that message from Revelation, the 22nd chapter. There will also be time in our worship, as you may have noted from the bulletin, to remember those who have gone before us in the past year. Again, the children of the church will bring forward a candle as each of these names is remembered, and we will add to this list the name of Puck Kaiser. Uh, these candles will be placed here, and for family uh, who have loved ones being remembered in this time of worship, at the conclusion of the service, you may come and get the candle uh, that will have your loved one's name upon it. As we worship as well, I want to to speak a word of, of thanks, or several words of thanks, to all who helped with the Martinsville Community Care Collaborative yesterday. There were many volunteers, there were bus drivers, and, and really all of you uh, helped make that ministry happen. Again, your, your gifts to, to God by way of this church make such ministry possible, so thank you all, whether you were on site or not, so thank you for your gifts and for your prayers. Uh, I'm going to share just a brief portion of an email that I received this morning from Dr. Kathy Bogaz. Uh, she's really the one coordinating this ministry at this time, and so she sent out words of appreciation very timely, and I wish to share just a portion of this with you. She writes, so many were served yesterday. Ministry to patients was accomplished on every level, physical, emotional, social, and spiritual, from haircuts to foot washing, medical, visual, dental, and psychological care, and then lunch and prayer, patients were cared for on just about every level. Having the space to place all the amazing volunteers was a true gift. So again, thank you so much. And I'll invite you to stop in the lobby area just outside Karen's office. This was a, I don't know if you call it a trophy, but some kind of gift of appreciation from Liberty that was given for hosting this event uh, last year in 2017. They were kind enough to have a Helping Hands Gala and to present this to First Church. So this is on the table just outside Karen's office window, and I'll invite you to take a look at that. Notice that as we draw nearer to the season of Advent and Christmas, there are opportunities for service before us. We see the angel tree, we see the Salvation Army uh, angel tree, and also the food boxes, uh, excuse me, the Samaritan's food, uh, food boxes that uh, are available as well. We see a defiant joy study that is before us, and also the opportunity following this service to help prepare um, bags of food for uh, students, 145 bags that will take place in the ministry center following this time of worship. All are invited to be there to help share in that ministry. We prepare to worship God together.
Thank you. Before sharing our call to worship, just to notice that um, the hymn, I Sing a Song of the Saints of God, will come after the reading from Isaiah before the reading of Revelation. So between the two scripture readings, we will move the, the hymn, I Sing a Song of the Saints of God. We stand as we share in our call to worship. Sisters and brothers, let us rejoice in the vision of John. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The old heaven and the old earth and the sea had disappeared. A great voice thundered from heaven. See, God is making God's home with mortals. God will live with them. They will be God's people.
we offer a prayer appropriate to the celebration of All Saints Day. It is a prayer that is before us, also found on page 713 in our hymnals. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Grant us grace so to follow your holy saints in all virtuous and godly living that we may come to those unspeakable joys which you have prepared for those who sincerely love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we remember those saints who have gone before us, especially in this past year. Again, our children from the church will come forward as each name is read and as a bell is rung, as we remember those who have gone before us, the communion of saints. Lord, we remember Lorna Adkins. We remember Helen Auber. We remember Mary Kathy. We remember Ruth Cheney. We remember Jeff Eanes. Remember Clay Gravelly the Fourth. Thank you, Sally. We remember Jean Gunther. Remember Donald Holsinger. 
we remember Travis Maxey. Remember B. Mitchell. Carolyn Tudor. Thank you. We remember Scott Wade. Remember Mary Catherine Watts. We remember Puck Kaiser. there are others whom we wish to remember, whom we have lost in this past year in this final candle, will give us opportunity to remember and give thanks to God for those whom we wish to name silently. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for the lives 
of these whom we name before you and those whose names weigh upon our hearts. We thank you that though they find their rest in you, they continue to bless us. Draw near to us, Lord of resurrection. Give us peace, give us strength, and give us the assurance again that now and always we belong to you with all your saints. Amen. And I thank again all our children who helped with that very significant time of worship. We share the word of God as it comes to us first from Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. Let us pray. Lord, speak your word that we may hear, that we may believe, that we may obey. We thank you that with your word each day you sustain us, you nourish us, and you guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of fat things, a feast of wine on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wine on the lees well refined. And he will destroy on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is the word of our Lord. And we stand as we sing.
we share from the Revelation to John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. And we will see that John picks up the message first proclaimed by the prophet Isaiah. We hear the word of our Lord. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the fountain of the water of life without payment. This is the word of our Lord. Fred Craddock was a pastor who remembers being asked by his home church in Tennessee to preach for their homecoming service one year. Arriving a few days early, Fred met with the current pastor to discuss this service of worship. As he and the pastor talked, they walked around the sanctuary of the church As they walked, Craddock took interest in the impressive stained glass windows the church had recently installed. These were beautiful, inspiring windows, much like these. And at the bottom of each window was inscribed the name or names of persons or families in whose honor or memory the window had been placed. Craddock finally had to stop. With great wonder, he said to his host pastor, Oh man, it it really appears this church has grown since I was last here. The, The names inscribed in each of these windows, I don't recognize one of them. Well, the host pastor meekly began to explain, There's a reason for that. You see, there was this church in St. Louis that just over a year ago, decided to install new stained glass windows in its sanctuary. So the worship committee had a great number of conversations as to the scenes they wanted displayed in the windows, and they met with artists who would design these windows, and they met with this company up north that would construct and install the windows. Finally, all this work accomplished, the windows were delivered to the church only to discover there was one problem. They didn't fit. Well, of course, the church was upset, but instead of sending the windows back, they wondered if there was another church interested in these windows. Well, when we learned about that, we we told the church, we're interested. We had talked about getting new windows several times before, only to discover we couldn't afford that stained glass. So measurements were taken, expenses discussed, until the windows were delivered, and here they fit perfectly. 
Well, Craddock listened to this pastor's story, and he, looking around at the windows as he spoke, but he couldn't be quiet any longer. He said, but the names in these windows, you don't know any of these persons. Well, that's true, the host pastor confessed. It's true, and we, we talked about that. But we finally decided, being a church no larger than we are, it's nice to know we are surrounded by someone other than ourselves. We believe in the communion of saints, don't we? We're not alone here. We are in the company of those with whom we make our way to this new heaven and new earth, to the holy city. We are those who find ourselves with these saints in the embrace of a God who dwells with us, a God who shall dry every tear, a God who has overcome death and mourning and crying will be no more. So this means we know in our company the presence of John. It's John who sets before us this vision this morning. Now, it's true there's not much we are able to say with great certainty about John. We know this writer identifies himself simply as John, and by so declaring himself, it appears John is known to the churches to whom he writes. He finds no need to provide further information about himself. He does not find need to assign his vision to some esteemed patriarch such as Abraham or Moses or David or Elijah. You see, it was common practice at the time John wrote to assign one of these lofty names to a body of writing. It would give the writing greater authority and it would invite greater reading of such writing. And, but John found no need to do this. To identify himself simply as John was enough. We know the place from which John wrote the vision that was given to him. John tells us he was on an island called Patmos. Now, Patmos is a small Greek island located in the Aegean Sea off the west coast of Turkey. As for the timing of this writing, we believe John to have written his revelation around the year 95 A.D., toward the end of the first century, about 50 years after the earthly ministry of Jesus. Along with all of this, there is this we are able to say about John. At the time he shared this revelation given him, John was a man in exile. I, John, your brother and partner, in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. All of this to say, when John is given this revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. John was exiled. He was physically removed from the community of faith. He was separated 
from brothers and sisters with whom he had worshipped Jesus. He was isolated from those who could affirm him and encourage him, from those with whom he had sung the hymns and prayed the prayers and proclaimed the word. At this time, John is in solitary confinement. He receives this revelation in exile. John is in a painful, desolate place none of us would seek or desire when he receives this revelation. Is it not amazing to know what we can experience when life is stripped down to nothing but us and God? Do we not see what our lives may offer when all else is removed from us and we are left only with God? Notice, it is when John is in such a state as this, this state of exile, he receives from God this revelation. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, our, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Do we see what may happen 
when life is stripped down to nothing but us and God. It may be then, and perhaps only then, we realize this never before. We are carried along by those who have gone before us in faith. It may be that then and only then we see and touch and taste from here the glory they now fully know. Perhaps the greatest female composer in country music history was the late Cindy Walker. Cindy Walker lived from 1918 until 2006, and she wrote such standards as Don't Be Ashamed of Your Age. Isn't that a great title? Don't Be Ashamed of Your Age. She wrote Not That I Care, Sugar Moon, Take Me in Your Arms and Hold Me, and the classic You Don't Know Me. In 1997, Walker was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Upon being introduced to the star-studded audience that evening by Barbara Mandrell, Cindy Walker stepped to the podium and humbly spoke to this crowd a few words of thanks. She then read her acceptance speech for the occasion. This is her speech. In the 1980s, my mother bought me a dress for a broadcast music affair. And she said, when they put you into the Hall of Fame, that's the dress I want you to wear. And I said, oh, Mama, the Hall of Fame, why, that will never be. And the years went by, but my mother's words remained in my memory. And I know tonight she'd be happy, though she's gone now to her rest but I think of all that she did for me, and tonight I'm wearing this dress. We believe in the communion of saints, and today we share in their victory. We see and touch and taste the glory they fully know. We share with them, gathering at the table of our Lord in this great thanksgiving. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I make all things new, starting now. Amen. We respond to the word as we affirm our faith with the word as found in Romans chapter 8. Let us stand. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all things, we are more than conquerors, one who loved us. We are sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God. We may be seated, and I invite us into a time of prayer. We know as the prayers of the people. It is a time in which I will speak various petitions of prayer, and I invite you to respond by offering those names or circumstances you would like to offer as we worship God together. I will conclude each petition with the words, again, Lord, in your mercy, and invite your response of hear our prayer. We go to God as we pray. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation, Lord, in your mercy. The family of Puck Kaiser. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Bishop Lewis, Janine Howard, the Ministries of First Church, General Conference, 2019. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, hear our prayers as they are gathered within the hymns and the prayers of your saints. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. I invite us to join together in the prayer of confession as it is before us. Let us pray. O oh God, you who are always doing a new thing, we confess that we sometimes close windows against the fresh air of new ideas, against the noise of other people's worries, against the winds of change. God of every place and time, 
We confess that we are often draw the curtains against people who are different, against world news or community concerns. Forgive us our insulation in our locked homes, our shuttered churches, the security systems on our hearts. Open up our lives and let your spirit flow through. Amen. Well, the good news is that Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God, and we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. We prepare to worship God as we receive his tithes and our offerings. And just a reminder as well, we have our mission boxes down here because it is our custom each first Sunday of the month when we receive the Lord's Supper to have these mission boxes which with your contributions support the mission ministries of the church. So again, as you come forward to receive the body and blood of Christ, just the invitation to support these mission ministries with your contributions to these boxes. Our ushers will come forward. Let us pray. Lord, you bless us beyond measure because you love us beyond measure. Accept these gifts we return to you that in your care they will accomplish great things for the sake of Christ. Amen.
the table is set because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So we remember and give thanks. We share now in the celebration of the great Thanksgiving, the Lord's Supper. We share in the three responses that you will offer at this time. They will be sung responses, and our choir will lead us in those responses. The prayer as I offer it will differ just a, a slightly because some of the wording as I share it will be appropriate to All Saints Day, but your responses will remain the same. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Through your prophets, you have promised us that you swallow up death forever and wipe away the tears from our eyes. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and adjoin their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, the one for whom your people have waited, the fulfillment of your promise. He raised Lazarus from the tomb and showed us the way to eternal life. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. 
Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, that all who believe might be saved. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. the confidence of children of God, we pray as Christ has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and to deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is the table of our Lord, and he has set a place for each of you. All are invited to this table. As you come forward, the ushers will instruct you to come down the center aisle. And there will be two stations here. At each station, you will receive a portion of the bread as it is handed to you. You're then invited to dip that portion of bread into the cup that is held before you. Having received the bread and the cup, you may kneel as you feel led for a time of prayer at our communion rail before returning down the side aisles. I invite you again to come to the table of our Lord. Our choir will come first. We share in our concluding prayer. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We share our closing hymn. Let us stand as we sing.
Again, remember the invitation to join at the Uptown Ministry Center to pack 145 bags uh, for needy children. I hope to see you there. And we go now in peace, assured that we go not by ourselves, but we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, by the God who goes before us, having conquered death and promising to dry all tears. Go in peace in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>